The KCLR Daily, on air, online and on smart speaker. I want to go to the phone lines because waiting to chat to us this morning is Councillor Fergal Brown. Uh, he's Carlow Councillor and he's going to get us up to speed on what happened at the Carlow County Council meeting last night. Good morning to you, Councillor. Good morning, how are you? I'm not so bad. Um, I'm wondering, firstly, I suppose that the, the hot topic, if you will, is about international protection and housing of those applicants all around the country. We've seen some, I suppose, unpleasant scenes on across the media in recent days and weeks. Anything to report from last night's meeting in that regard, first off? Yeah, well, look, at it, it did get brought up at the end of the meeting yesterday, and I think there was a motion passed in, in the exact wording, I think was basically welcoming the refugees, but highlighting the need for proper resourcing as well, um, having wraparound services and and further information and better consultation with the local community and local authorities and, and the agencies involved. Um, and I know myself from being a principal of a school, I would have been very involved years ago with the Rohingyans coming to Carlo. And I remember at the time there, the burning issue for us was getting a translator because the language the Rohingyans spoke was extremely unique. And we had a Conor Lennon, who was a junior minister at the time, uh, responsible. She came to the school here and met myself and other principals. And there was at one point we kept making them that we needed that backup support. Um, and in fairness, the, the government they did deliver on that front and it made their um, arrival into Carlo a lot easier. And they went on and, and a lot of them went on to have great success, both in education and sporting wise, even in, in terms of cricket in the town here. We saw a big revival um, due to the Rohingyans being involved in the community. So we do need um, a lot of more services. And like certainly none of us were very happy with getting an email last week uh, to tell us on the Tuesday that there was people coming on a Friday and it isn't the way to do business. Like we were aware people, everyone in Carlton knew that there were people coming in because works were going on in certain buildings, but we were left in the dark and that can't happen. And, and it feeds into a very dangerous narrative and misinformation. So um, I think lessons need to be learned from, from Carlo and Ballon Robe and Rackets Hall in, in Nina, you know, or Ross Gray, sorry. I think that happens that you're given such late notice of arrivals. Is it an attempt to, I suppose, stop any protests gaining momentum in advance of their arrival? Is that the motivation, do you think? I, I don't know. I'm not too sure. Look, I appreciate they're, they're signing contracts with owners of buildings, and I, I'm not too sure what, what way it works. Like obviously, the county council aren't involved in that at all. It's it's the IPAS are involved in that, the Department of, of Children and Equality. But it's still not satisfactory and there needs to be better consultation. And uh, like we have a refugee program going back years, like the, the Vietnamese came over here in the country in the 60s. And so this is not a new phenomenon, but obviously the numbers that are coming in are increasing. Um, even though there was a slight decrease last year, by the way, I think there were 400 less refugees coming into the country last year. But um, we, we have we are in a different space now. We're 100 years old as a country. We're in a different position having had years and years of emigration from Ireland we now have migration coming in it's a whole new game for us and we need to be very prepared and we need to be kind of thinking a bit longer term as well and I see that myself as a principal as well that we need to have the services in place um, for if families are coming in and there's children coming in and number one there might be a language barrier and obviously schools are catering for children in that regard with extra 
um, supports in, in schools, but if they have a, an extra complex learning need, that presents challenges as well that needs to be rectified. And even yesterday, we had a, we had a motion at the meeting by Councillor Wallace about the, um, the, the lack of services currently in the Carlow area with the complex um, needs. And that's affecting everyone in, in, in the education system. So look, we need to improve the services and the wraparound facilities around not just the migrants coming in, but also the general public as well. And obviously we're seeing pressures in a lot of areas in the economy now that we have nearly full employment and people are opting to travel abroad to go working and on that. It's a different game from from before. So we need to be better prepared and hopefully put in put in measures in place that will allow for the long-term successful um, integration of people into our society who no doubt will make a good contribution over time as well. And I don't think anybody would disagree with the need to make sure that resources are in place and that we're prepared. But the nature of somebody seeking international prote- protection would suggest that time isn't on your side. You don't have the, I suppose, the, the privilege of having a long lead in time in most cases before somebody has to be housed. So I guess we have to bear that in mind when we make these great calls for integration and resources. But I want to get to the specifics, if I can, Councillor, of what's going on in Carlow. Can we talk firstly about the Capuchin Friary? We've heard reports that eight families have been housed there. Is that the case? Can you confirm that? I don't know. I did hear that some families have moved in there, but I, I haven't. I know I'm looking at the Nationalists here today. I think the Nationalists had reported that um, 11 applicants arrived on Friday. But um, what we've been told is that there'll be 50 people living in the Caption Fathers and our friary and that be medical families. But apart from that, we've been told nothing else. Okay, so, so we just heard that eight families had arrived, but you've got no confirmation on that to date. No, I did I did hear some arrived on, on, on Friday, but I'm just going by the Nationalists. They're saying 11 okay. arrived on Friday. Okay, and then... St. Bridget's, turning there for a second, I I think as far as we know, there is still a protest presence outside there. Do you have anything to add to that? Did that come up last night at the meeting? No, it it didn't come up last night at the meeting, but we were told that there could be 140 moving into St. Bridget's down the line. There again, made up of families again. But now that, my understanding would be in a few more weeks, could be even a month or two, because they're still doing works in the building. But that's all we've been told so far. And I suppose the briefing we got late last week as councillors last Thursday was by IPAS. Um, but there was a lot of questions we didn't get answered in um, by the Department of Justice, that questions that they couldn't answer on the day for us as well. But that's what information we've been given so far. OK. And I, I'm, I'm sensing a, some frustration on your part around that. Is that how you feel? I am, yeah. Look at it; it's, it's not satisfactory what's going on, and and certainly it, it, we need to reassure the public who genuine concerns in many cases, and in some cases unfounded and and uh, concerns too that they need to be clarified straight away. Um, and even like what went on in in Ross Gray lately as well. And I know people had, had booked that hotel apparently for weddings and functions, and they were cancelled at the last minute. Like those situations shouldn't be arising in my view. Um, in general, like it's not satisfactory from anyone's angle, and. That there has to be a better system put in place and I, I appreciate it as a very complex issue and I appreciate we're bound by treaties and EU laws on it but I certainly didn't come away from the meeting last Thursday, the briefing kind of very confident to uh, get all the answers to the questions I had anyway and, and others asked some very good questions too at the meeting that weren't answered. 
I read an article last night, Councillor, about the profits that were to be made by some of these hotels and other hosts of international protection applicants. And they were quite staggering, to be quite honest with you. It was an article in The Nationalist just um, in early December. What responsibility do you think hotel owners, etc., have in ensuring that the community, number one, is aware and prepared for people that might be coming in and perhaps in maybe stepping back from a situation whereby you're leaving a community without essential facilities? Yeah, look, in some respects, obviously, if they're cleaning up a derelict building or a vacant building, that's good news in some respects. You're bringing people into maybe part of a town that's been revitalised. But if you're closing down an existing hotel in an area that is the only hotel looking after the public, there's a major issue there. And you would have to query the the costs involved. We I've seen different reports about the huge costs involved in in that the hoteliers are getting are for these asylum seekers. But then there's also a question about the the conditions the asylum seekers are living in as well. Like some of the conditions are very cramped, and there have been anecdotal stories told that they're not happy with what's going on, um, and that's not satisfactory either. So look at I think I know the cabinet will be discussing the migration issue today, and um, I'm sure it's, it's, there'll be major. Kind of changes at national level too that we'll have to uh, to put in place because at the minute it's not satisfactory from anyone's angle. Okay. Councillor, let's talk a little bit about uh, the 2040 plan, which was looking to pedestrianise, amongst other things, obviously, um, from the Fear Green Shopping Centre to Carlo Shopping Centre. I believe that development works have taken place, or they started rather, on Barrick Street. Yeah, no, we're, we're, thank God, finally, after many years, the, the houses on Barrick Street are being renovated and they'll be hopefully in, occupied in 2025 by families, which is great news. Um, and the walkway there is still not confirmed because they're, they're liaising with different landowners on it, but there's no agreement yet on that front. But what there seems to be made, they've made good progress on the walkway from St. Joseph's Road here uh, to Carlo College. And that hopefully will be starting in the next few months, maybe towards the end of this year. And that will open up the, the access between my school here in St. Joseph's and St. Catherine's going back to Carlo College and will create a walkway and a cycleway, which should be quite nice when it's done. It looks, I've seen some um, drawings lately of it and certainly I think it will be quite an addition to the town when it is done. Okay. And what about uh, Hackettstown Road? Any progress report there? The Hackettstown Road in Mott Bay, sorry, the 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 the, the, the Irish Water obviously are working on the section from Benicarry Cross back to uh, Friarstown. As far as I know, they're making good progress in that regard. So hopefully they'll be out of there in in a month and a half or so. Um, and obviously the footpaths are now completed from the uh, Benicarry Cross back to uh, the Donman shop which is great news as well. And there'll be lighting put up there shortly as well, which should make it far more user-friendly for people. And it means you can walk from Palatine GA Club, past the church, past the school, up to the shop and onto the dolmen in due course as well. So that'll that'll be a nice option for people down the line as well. And we'll clean that whole area up and make it safer because people were using that road walking on it, but they'd no footpaths before. So this should be a far safer option for everybody. Okay. Councillor Fergal Brown, thank you so much for bringing us that report from last night's meeting. The KCLR Daily, on air, online, and on smart speaker.